come with us now, if you dare, down a rickety staircase into a dank, dark basement. What awaits? The Saturday Night Freak Show. <laughs> Alright, welcome back to the Saturday Night Freak Show. Yeah. I'm Colin, and I'm here with... Uh, with Brent. This is also Travis here. And this is Sean. And Sean's filling in tonight for Tom, who could not be with us. So, the Saturday Night Freak Show, every week, we each pick a movie and bring it in, and everybody else watches it, and then we talk about it. We, we spoil always, it for anybody. That's that right. So, if you haven't it. seen this movie already, I'm sorry, but we're going to ruin it for you. So, tonight, we had even a themed uh, dinner. We try to do that every night, or every week. So, tonight, we had hamburgers and pie, because they tie in with True Romance, which was Brent's pick for the week. That's right. Uh, true Romance. Why did I choose this flick? Why did you? Why did you? <laughs> That's Please tell us. I think, uh, you know, the films that we've watched during the podcast, or during the freak show so far, <clears throat> I think that you start to get an idea of what everybody likes and their interests and everything. And this film seemed to have all of that. We start out with comic books, which is Travis's interest. And then there's movies, which all of us, we can all agree, we, we all like movies. And then there's guns, and there's a lot of blood. I love guns and blood. <laughs> yeah. And there's boobs. And there's boobs. This is true. There's, there's some Tony boobs. Scott love scenes, which right are great. There, right? There's Sonny Chiba, which... <laughs> I must say, you know, which I'm now a fan of. James Gandolfini. I love, yeah, I love yeah. James Gandolfini as an Italian thug. Well, that's yes. the great thing about it. it's like there's all these people who like you forget were in this movie, or just when you, they show up, it's like holy crap, that dude's in this movie, right? Like what's his name? Um, oh, he's so young in this movie. Um, Brad Pitt. Well, obviously. <laughs> Is that what that was? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> now I feel like an idiot. Floyd. Last oh. week did I call him Lance? I may have called there him Lance. There is a Lance, though, right? Lance, well, I don't know, yeah, because Lance is the guy who owns the comic book store. Yeah. Which so is also, ironically, um, Quentin Tarantino's uh, boss at Video He Archive. was in The Departed, played Leonardo DiCaprio's cousin. Oh, he's yeah. He's been in tons of stuff. Yeah. The, he's Mad Dog in this. Oh, right, yeah. Okay. Uh, the young Italian yeah. guy. What was he, like, in two scenes? Yeah, right? He was just, like, combing his hair when the taxi driver... Yeah, yeah, the only thing he said, he yelled when he died. I think that was his only line of dialogue. And he yeah, says, Are you talking to me? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. But, the me? De Niro impression. Yeah, and so what is true romance about? Yeah, who right? the hell is involved with the making of this movie? True romance is truly about romance <laughs> to its, in its core. It's pretty. It's fairly simple. This who is a wrote film this? That, uh, Quentin Tarantino. Oh, actually. Oh, oh. A young Quentin Tarantino wrote this, directed by the late, great Tony Scott. Um, it's really, it's about, you know, just these two people that really, you know, they're, they're truly in love with each other. It's like love at first sight. We've got Christian Slater, who every year on his birthday, he goes to see, you know, Kung Fu movies, three Kung Fu movies, as we find out. And, uh, his boss wanted to do something special for him. So he gets him a hooker or a whore or a call girl. And basically... You know, it's not a whore, bro. <laughs> she'll, a she'll tell you that. <laughs> I, she didn't tell that. you what the difference was, but she <laughs> made sure. But there is uh, one. And you know, there's a. Uh, they fall in love, and Elvis suggests that an Elvis, not the, a character Elvis, but the Elvis, <laughs> <laughs> suggests that Clarence, our main character, uh, goes and takes out her pimp. I mean, it's hard to explain. <laughs> I don't think I've explained it. <laughs> <very well. laughs> 
basically, there's a lot of drugs and violence and movies and comic books. It's, it's but a also a sweetness, I think. <laughs> yeah, with a little there's dab of sweetness and romance. There's yeah. definitely, yeah, it's a it's a sweet sweet movie. Well, to me, like true romance, always I think like prior to this movie. Like, the, those words always kind of meant, uh, you know, there was, like, weird fantasy and amazing stories and, like, true romance. I mean, there were pulp, you know, right. novels and pulp fiction of the, you know, like, what, 30s and 40s. Yeah, yeah. So it's just kind of, you know, cool to grab that title and, like, it's true romance. And my next movie is pulp fiction. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty right? much what Tarantino's thing is, like, <laughs> just any crime noir yeah. from the 30s and 40s, he just brings it to life. That's why... Uh, I just actually watched this uh, Korean documentary where they're like, look at this filmmaker, and they're showing all these Quentin Tarantino, and they're like, what's wrong with him? What could have happened to him that he, you know, but what they don't understand, you know, since he's Korean, they don't understand is all those crime noir, you know, you're dealing with prohibition gangsters where, you know, it was kill or be kill if you got into any sort of trouble with yeah. these people, so... There was no taking the higher road. It was either it's them or you. So it may seem brutal, but really it's kind of the necessity of the situation. Yeah. You know, you're not dealing with nice people at any moment in any of Quentin Tarantino's films. So. Well, I remember, right. too, like the end of it, you know, where you have like a room full of guns, and then there's like a room full of more guns. <laughs> you know, I mean, it kind of echoes uh, Reservoir Dogs a little bit. I mean, that was. Yeah. Was kinda it's like the, the cop. Confrontation at the end of Reservoir Dogs, but you actually got to see it in this one. Right, yeah. And then yeah. everybody gets blown <laughs> away. Actually, you know, right. that makes me think in Reservoir Dogs, they talk about this uh, robbery that they're going to do. And then uh, Roger Avery, who I think was actually a script doctor on this, I think he was the guy who put this movie back in linear order yeah. instead of Quentin Tarantino's, you know, novelistic, fragmented, you know, um, um, order. Uh, Roger Avery did a movie called Killing Zoe which takes place oh. in Paris, and it's like, it stages the fucking bank robbery. Was it Killing Zoe written by Quentin Tarantino? Really? No, it was written by Roger Avery. Yeah, Roger Avery did it. So Roger Avery and Tarantino wrote Pulp Fiction. With Eric Stoltz, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you seen that movie? No, I just always thought Quentin Tarantino wrote it because... He might, it might be a Quentin Tarantino Presents, I'm not sure. Because it was when he was yeah, still getting he started out. It. But it has like, I mean, it's like the, it's a bank robbery, you know, and I'm like... Like is this? Did this guy just go and like stage the robbery from Paul, uh, Reservoir Dogs? It's it's a pretty cool. Huh. It wasn't the robbery in Reservoir Dogs. Wasn't that like a jewel jewelry place? Right. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is I'll this Tarantino's first produced script? I want to say this was. I think it came out after Reservoir Dogs, but it was the first one sold. First one sold. Okay. Yeah. So because he had wrote, I mean, like famously, you know, there was like there was Reservoir Dogs, or, or sorry, uh, True Romance. I want to say Natural Born Killers and maybe From Dusk Till Dawn were all written prior to Reservoir Dogs going into production. Really? So they were out there and, you know, kind of being sold or whatever. This one sold and was actually being made into a movie, I think, while he was shooting Reservoir Dogs. Wow. But it's just weird because when you're watching it, I mean, that's what really I got out of it this time, was like, this is like, it's an anomaly because it's like the only time you're seeing a Quentin Tarantino script done by someone who's not Quentin Tarantino. You know what I mean? Well, From yeah, Dust Till Dawn was, but it still feels it's still like a Tarantino well, kind of... I thought this one really, you know, you could just tell... I mean, it was a Tarantino movie. You can just see the obvious... The dialogue. I right? mean, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, the yeah, dialogue. yeah. Well, just even the... Uh, you can tell, like, what movies were his inspirations for yeah. these movies, yeah. and just... 
I mean, everything about the comic books, about the kung fu movies. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, it movie. is everything. It's almost like, you know, no director could almost, like, hold back. And plus, I mean, just all the actors. Those are all the actors that Quentin Tarantino would use. Yeah. I, I, like what? Except for, like, Michael Rappaport. Has Michael Rappaport ever been in another Quentin Tarantino I don't movie? Think so. No. You know, that's, like, the only guy. But I was that's what like, I wonder, too. Is like, was it because Christopher Walken was in this that Tarantino wanted him to do right. know, Pulp Fiction? It's like, yeah. you know, I should say there was one other. I mean, uh, Natural Born Killers is another right. script that was done by somebody else, but that doesn't even feel really like a Tarantino movie. No. It's like that Stallone, or not Stallone, uh, Stallone. Oliver Stone took it and, you know, changed it so much, but... Yeah, he really did. He it feels like a. I, we were talking about that outside. It feels like a like a dark film, you know. I mean, not like like most Tarantino films, they're dark, but they're not like you know, like they don't go too dark. They're pretty lighthearted at at their core, you know. They're saying which one, Natural Born Killers, feels like a dark, natural darker born, than yeah. yeah, yeah. It feels really dark and really more psychotic. Yeah. Well, this was your first time seeing this movie, Sean. So, yep. I mean, did did you feel that, you, that this delivered the like the Quentin Tarantino the rush? You know, I mean, like it felt very much like early Tarantino. Like it definitely felt like an early script. Like he, he hits his groove around Reservoir Dogs and everything. That, I mean, maybe that has more to do with him directing those movies. Mm-hmm. But it definitely it felt like his script, but very early on, like uh, early ideas he was developing. Yeah. And then he hits his mark around Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction. All right, then, yeah. then he's Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it was just weird looking at it and going like, you know, how would Tarantino have shot it? I mean, because you were talking, Travis, about like, you know, during the love scene, that it's like, it's the blue light, you know? <laughs> and the like, Top Gun love <laughs> scene. Right? Yeah. Well, yeah, ironically, because you know. Tony Scott's the guy who did it. But that's what I was saying. I'm like, Tony Scott is the guy who, like, invented that look. I mean, him and Ridley Scott, his brother, I mean, those guys did, like, all those commercials way back in, like, the late 70s yeah. and early 80s that, you know, those perfume ads and those music videos and stuff that kind of invented that look. I mean, they came up with that style, and, you know, you've seen it through, like, everything that Tony Scott has done. I want to say, like, even as far back as The Hunger, I'm surprised that you haven't seen that one. Well, it's I know fire movie. Oh, the one with David Bowie. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Had, with Bauhaus and yeah. Had uh, Tarantino directed this, it would probably the, the ending would have been different because I know they actually shot the script. The scripted ending ended with Clarence getting shot in the face and the eye and actually dying, and then she leaves on her own. But Tony Scott thought that. Spoiler warning. No, I'm just saying it's because, you know, when we were watching the scene, I was looking at the makeup, and I was like, he's dead. That's clearly an entrance room, and that might be why. If they did actually film the other ending or or thought about it, Uh, you could totally be like, he's dead. (laughs) And then I'm like, what? (laughs) That didn't look like a graze. That looked like a hole in his forehead. Yeah. Yeah, and they actually shot that ending on the special features. If you go back and you can actually watch it. It just kind of sucks, though. You know, she's... <laughs> She's right. leaving on her own in the pink Cadillac, and yeah, she was just gonna start killing all the cops and like kind of leave victoriously. <laughs> well, I think she did. <laughs> well, she, yeah, kinda, yeah, like, she shot a uh, uh, Chris Penn. I think by the end of that movie, every single main character is a murderer. You know, yeah, basically, mean, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's just yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah Except but for I mean, Elliot, that is kind of in in line with or Dick. you know Quentin Tarantino's <laughs> universe. It's like but you're not really. Pull, you're, well, you're not ever in a movie with like you know 100% pure 
you know, right. <laughs> guiltless yeah. people in his movies. It's like everybody yeah. is, you know, on the shade uh, of gray, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or yeah. on clearly the wrong side <laughs> of the law, you know. Like, but it's like it's uh, it's just interesting to go on the ride. But don't emulate this at home, kids. They're all bad people. <laughs> yeah. I say again, if kids are watching this, go to bed. <laughs> if you're or wa- listening, you can't watch yeah. it. Yeah. If you're watching this, please contact us and tell us how are you, how are you how do you know where we are? How are you watching? This? How do you know of this? Yeah. yeah, where are the cameras? We want to hear from all the seven year olds listening to this podcast. Well, I was really wondering if uh, you know the whole having him talk to Elvis. I was wondering if that was kind of a play to game uh, reference, the Woody Allen movie where Woody Allen talks to Humphrey Bogart is yeah. uh, in from Casanova the whole movie you know I kind of wonder if that was Quentin Tarantino's uh, just reference to that sort of filmmaking like talking to a fictional character well I guess Elvis isn't fictional but you know yeah, right? yeah, yeah. it's not like he knew Elvis it's still a fictional idea he has Elvis he's talking about the Elvis from Jailhouse Rock right. he's not necessarily yeah. Yeah. talking about Elvis well, I you remember know. the first time when right. I saw that it was like when that happened it's like so, like the movie's so, like you know ostensibly a real world. It's a reality. Right. Yeah. It's, it's and then grounded in that reality. And then, and then he's talking to Elvis, and you're like, this guy's fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, he's really talking to Elvis. Yeah. <laughs> Who played Elvis? It was Val, Val, Val yeah. Kilmer. It was Val Kilmer. It was Val Kilmer, right, but yeah. out of focus and in the back. <laughs> they did the voice. Right, they did have yeah. They did. They put See, his name was better. in the credits at the beginning. Val yeah. Kilmer. Ah. Was it? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was yeah. right at the beginning. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's cool that you'd accept that part, you know, as an actor. You know, to do it is like, well, you're not actually going to see your face really on camera. Yeah, he's like, that's okay. I think he's in the credits as the mentor. Oh, see, I was yeah. was he in the credits in the end credits? Too? Yeah, oh, okay. mentor. I was Val looking Kilmer. for him and I I didn't see it in there. Hmm. Val Kilmer's crazy. He'd accept a role like that. He's, <laughs> he's nuts. Yeah, yeah, he's fantastic. Well, I was also thinking like, you know, going through it, it's like that. Like Alabama is like the perfect woman. You know, what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> right, like she's she's got, great, but she's not cat. Yeah, I mean, yeah, she's the perfect match of uh, actress and like the character. I mean, only a guy would come up with that character. I think <laughs> right. it's like she loves kung fu movies, and you know, it's like she's got no friends at all, <laughs> and no family apparently, and like she just fits right completely into your world, and you know, yeah, whatever you crazy got. shit you want to do, you <laughs> right. want to kill people, <laughs> all right, cool baby, with that too. <laughs> it's tr- you kill her pimp, she thinks that's the most romantic thing <laughs> in the world. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And it is. I mean, in that situation. This, yeah, exactly. Extreme measures, you know. Well, I, I love that line when he's like, he's not worth one of your tears. Why are you crying? You know, like, because he's not. I mean, that would, you, you would think, like, you have this, you know, like, everybody, I think, has a moral compass. And when you end up shooting somebody to their death, it's like, uh, how, how, are you, how do you live with yourself? But he explained it away so easily, you know, that this guy was a mad dog. The world is better because he's not. Yeah, I like when uh, Gary Oldman, the uh, character he was going to kill, uh, referenced him as uh, Charlie Bronson. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Majestic. Sounds regular Charlie Bronson. (laughs) I have to say, it's like that movie has so many. It's got the plate against Sam angle. It's got the Death Wish angle. It's got the the Romeo and Juliet angle. It's got. It's really just like a culmination of all these different ideas yeah, rolling yeah. into one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what he does. I mean, I guess yeah, that's the, the trademark style of, you know. Actually, I went, after this movie came out, I went and watched all the Street Fighter movies. 
Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I sat through them, and they weren't very good. I, by the time you <laughs> yeah, get to Sister Street Fighter, it's not all that awesome. <laughs> Sonny Chiba's really cool. I recommend you check out The Bodyguard. Because the, uh, the three in this, it was Street Fighter... And then Return of the Street Fighter? Yeah, and Sister Street, and it was Fighter. Sister Street Fighter. They all have great titles. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe the only superhero I recognized in the uh, comic book store, too, was uh, Sleepwalker, one of like the most like D-list Marvel heroes from the early 90s. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I don't even know what the hell he was talking about. He wasn't talking about the actual no, issue he was, he was talking about. Yeah, it was Spider-Man um, number one, right? Well, that's what he said, but apparently it was actually Nick Fury and the Howling Commandos. That was the story he was talking about. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, Nick goes and he's jumping after the, you know. Wow. Fury comic. I like how that something Quentin Tarantino, like, adds into everything. You know, Reservoir Dogs, where he all he really mentions is uh, Ben Grimm, where he says the uh, mob boss looks like the thing <laughs> for yeah, the Fantastic yeah, yeah, Four. Yeah, 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 Motherfucker, yeah, yeah, yeah. Motherfucker looks, <laughs> looks like the <laughs> <laughs> And he does, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He sure does. He had to think that, like, did he write that after he cast the guy or lo- was looking right. for somebody who looked like, <laughs> like the thing? Right. Well, after this, uh, I know, you know, just because, you know, uh, Quentin Tarantino is famous for his pop culture references and all that, uh, Tony Scott, the director, then hired him in an uncredited way to do a rewrite on his next movie, which is Crimson Tide. So really? he, Quentin Tarantino wrote the final draft Whoa. of Crimson huh. Tide. So there's, when wow. you're watching it, once you know that, there's a scene <laughs> about the Silver Surfer. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that is totally like his contribution right there. Did, wow. Yeah. Did you ever see Sleep With Me with Eric Stoll? Yeah, where he's in it, right? He's just at a party uh, Top talking Gun. about <laughs> Top Gun is about uh, his character trying to uh, run away from his homosexuality. Yeah. Oh, and it's the most convincing <laughs> argument in the world. It's Actually, so hilarious. Shit, I didn't even think of that. He's got the connection to Tony Scott then. Through, so he's like talking about... Tony Scott's movie after yeah. Tony Scott just made his movie. So many of Tarantino's <laughs> characters, they seem to be, you know, just as as big of film buffs and, you know, movie experts as he is. Yeah, it's one of those he doesn't run very far from his his right. area of knowledge. It's like I'm sure he doesn't know a lot about the Yakuza. I'm sure he doesn't know a lot about all this like oh, actual yeah, gangster yeah, shit, but yeah. He just watched all these Grindhouse movies, right. and then he's just going to have these guys talk about movies that he's watched, and, like, yeah. the cool fucking thing about this is, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Well, actually, now that you're mentioning it, this may be, of his scripts, this may be the one that references movies the most next to maybe, like, Inglorious Bastards, where, like, being a movie aficionado is important right. <laughs> to the plot yeah. of the movie, you know? It's like, because Clarence knows all this stuff, he's able to get in with... Lee right. Donowitz, the Hollywood producer. I also love the way that, like, in Tarantino movies, like, his fake uh, movie titles and fake TV show titles or whatever, or fake burger joints, always right. sound like they could be real, you know, coming home in a body bag. How come nobody's come up with that <laughs> fucking title yeah. before? I want to see that, <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> that looks yeah. like a great body film. bag, yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. Or even, like, I noticed there w- he didn't have red apple cigarettes in this, but he had the Winchesters, was it? I think those are the name of the Chesterfield. cigarette. The Chesterfields. Chesterfields. Yeah. Chesterfields. Yeah. 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 Well, the the burgers, they didn't say Big Kahuna, but they look exactly the way right. the one from. Uh, yeah. From so that's Paul why. Fisher's yeah, movie. that's why it feels early. Like he gets to that stuff, and then it runs to the rest yeah. of his movies. Here yeah. he hadn't like figured it out yet. Right. Because yeah, doesn't from Dust Till Dawn have Big Kahuna burger? Yep. Yep. Yeah. 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 I want to say they have, they have red apple cigarettes in that too. I'm not sure. 
He definitely. But that was like a brand that like went through a couple <laughs> of his movies. I, I've heard Tarantino. Yeah, he talks about he has his universe, you know, yeah. that he has built. And apparently, Adolf Hitler was murdered in that. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. An alternate history. <laughs> yeah. I've always liked that. Kevin Smith has uh, his cigarettes are called nails. Whenever yeah. uh, when oh he yeah. does movies. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nail in the coffin. Yeah, making uh, your own brands. And the uh, the cereal. There's always cereal in his flicks. Uh, like Tarantino's Kaboom? anyway. Yeah, is it, is it Kaboom? Kaboom. <laughs> that's and the one that had the gun in it. Yeah, that's so yeah. funny. It, oh, that's in Planet no, Terror. So. Uh, no, that's in Kill Bill. Kill Bill Volume 1. That was oh, her trick uh, Her trick cereal box with yeah. a gun inside. <laughs> Kaboom. Kaboom cereal. <laughs> Very funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, I mean, that's the other thing, too. It's like, it's too bad. I know, uh, you know, Tony Scott, you know, passed away not too long ago. Uh, but, like, the, the body of work that that guy did, you know, I mean, yeah. like, as far as, like, that style, you know, that you see there, there's always, like, the, you know, I always think of, it's either this, I mean, this did it, but, like, Beverly Hills Cop 2, I think, has, like, all those shots, even Top Gun, where, like, the top half of the screen is kind of red. Yeah. It's, like, uh, implying some type of, like, you know, smog or sunshine or something. It's, like, the red that fades to regular color. By A the lot time. of atmosphere in yeah. all of this. Oh, place. yeah. There's, like, yeah. every scene, every shot has, like, a bunch of smoke. Yeah. Light shafts yep. coming through. Like it's always the, dawn. Like the trailer. Yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. That's yeah. the best lighting in a trailer ever. That's amazing. <laughs> trailer with like four different skylights and it's yeah, just yeah, you know, yeah. Like the, the light shining through the smoke is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's just too bad that we're not gonna see any more of his movies. I mean even well, his later day stuff is like you know I mean he had like he had that style, I think, like through most of the eighties. Like you can point out like I mean right. that looks like Top Gun or that looks like uh uh, Last Boy Scout, I think, yeah. specifically, looks a lot like that. Yeah. You know, neon and you know all mm-hmm. this. But uh, it seems somewhere around the time that he started hooking up with Denzel Washington, it changed. Yeah, he's got like a different style, right? <laughs> but you can tell it from like um, and Man on Fire or even Deja Vu. I don't know if you guys yeah. saw that uh-huh. one. Which yeah. a lot of people like. I, it's a ridiculous movie, but I, I love it. I think it's a great movie. Yeah, um, time travel. Yeah, I just have. <laughs> I'm there. Got time traveling. I'm with Denzel Washington. Right? I'm in. I agree. Yeah. But yeah, it did change when he got to that point. Yeah. And those all kind of yeah. follow the same format. I remember Man on Fire had that awesome. Uh, he did a thing with like subtitles. The subtitles on the screen. I hadn't seen it before this, and I've seen it a couple times since. But they were like moving around, and they would react to like if a guy was yelling, it was like I say this, you know, and like the 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 words on the screen would get bigger with. <laughs> you know, as that's he cool. would enunciate wow. it. I think that's and they awesome. do stuff like, you know. Wow, yeah. I haven't seen that Man on Fire. Yeah. I haven't seen a lot of Tony Scott's work at all. I'm really not familiar with him whatsoever. A lot of his I just early stuff. Missed him. Yeah, he does a lot of. His early stuff feels a lot like, you know, with like Jerry Brockheimer. And I know he works well, with, yeah, he worked right. with yeah. Brockheimer, but yeah. yeah. That, you know, like a lot of close ups, a lot of atmosphere, a lot of. I mean, I think. Yeah, growing up, I think that's that my idea of what something. When I thought something was cinematic, I think it was like a a Brockheimer flick, or mm-hmm. you know, or like a Tony Scott film. Yeah, and it's like, it's it's strange because there's like there's Ridley Scott, right, and then Tony Scott, and it was like you know, Ridley Scott seemed to be the more prestige brother. It's like he would go off and do like movies that were important, right, right, and he had a visual style, you know, Blade Runner, and you know what he was doing. And then you had Tony Scott, who was off doing, like, I'm going to make a ton of money. 
and I'm going right. to do, you know, Top Gun. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know, so he was like the more commercial of the two, and I think the more, most more prolific. I think he's done more movies. Yeah, I, I'm Ridley sure Scott. he It could has. be wrong, but... Yeah. Well, like a Ridley Scott film, like you expect that to be <laughs> a takes, best picture. It takes like years before he's like, I right. have to think about this. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No! No! <laughs> it becomes something, you know. It's usually nominated <laughs> for a best something, whatever. He, yeah. always, he always has three cuts of the movie, you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, so that, we filmed yeah. for seven that years. That me off. <laughs> yeah. The fact that, final, that the Blade Runner has like eight million cuts to it. <laughs> yeah. like, like, I had never seen it before, like, the suitcase of all the cuts yeah. was released. Yeah. I didn't know where to start. Like, what <laughs> cut do you go with yeah. from that? What, because the new one's the final cut? Is is the fi- it is? Yeah, it's the final cut, the director's saw, cut, yeah, the theatrical cut. Right, right. I saw, the, I saw the director's cut in the theater, but I'd seen the original cut, like, on VHS or whatever back in the day. And then now there's, like, a work print cut. Right, the work print and the VHS cut. And then the cut, final then, cut. Yeah. Have you seen that one? I've seen the final cut. Like, yeah. whatever the last thing he did. Yeah. Right. The one that I just I think saw. I'm like, whatever. Doesn't have a voiceover? Th- right, yeah. yeah. I think that is the better, the better, the best one of them all, probably. Is the I final know, cut. it was boring. Oh, ouch. It's still pretty. I, no, I, I, it is about. one of those, it's Blade like, Runner, what? Blade Runner is, the whole Blade movie, Blade I'm like, pretty here she's an Blade android. Blade Runner is, is a beautiful <laughs> movie to watch, but it is it can be boring. It's about an hour too long. It's heavy. It's, it's funny. about like you know. It's actually about the same thing as Prometheus is. Same goddamn movie. It's about an it's hour about, too long. It's about mankind going to their creator oh, and saying, "Give me great. more it was life, okay. fucker." And that, uh, Prometheus was pretty okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's chasing. The, he's chasing that down. I think that's his theme. That's a grand theme in in Ridley Scott films. I'm saying that now, but uh, based off of two films, now I'm gonna have to go back. Wait, <laughs> say the theme one more time. It's uh, man. It's both Blade Runner and Prometheus gives man an opportunity to talk directly with the crea- their creator and go why you know why am I why do I have an expiration date? Right. Okay. Wow. Uh, yeah. And what can you do about it? <laughs> and then you turn out that your creator like you know doesn't, doesn't even care. care. Yeah. You're not even a <laughs> like nope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if he's which is okay. That's an okay uh, movie uh, theme. It's, ble- yeah. it's yeah. rather I mean, it's bleak. Yeah. If you're gonna mm. do science fiction, I guess go for the big ones. But yeah, did anybody see Domino? Domino, yeah, I did see Domino. Yeah, that was another Tony Scott. That was the Postman on Fire. Right. Yeah, that yeah, was part yeah. of that. He went from like this, you know, lots of atmosphere to like this bleached bypass film mm-hmm, right. look. You know, yeah. everything's yeah. these weird, like, overly Technicolor shots. Yeah. Uh, the what was the Unstoppable? Yeah, the one mm-hmm. with the train with Chris Pine and yeah. Denzel Washington. That one I felt a little more like it. it's old. Yeah, I didn't school. see that one. I was, it was, it was I was like, I, I saw Money Train. I don't gotta see <laughs> that. <laughs> well, no, you know what you saw is you saw Speed, and it's essentially is it Speed? Speed with speed a on different, a train. which is probably how the pitch went. Speed on a train. I, I, I have an speed idea. Speed on a train. <laughs> I like how you. Hold on, before you say no. Stay with me. Which was Die Hard on a bus. I like how they, you can look at, like, uh, you know, video covers now, and it'll say that. It's like Jaws meets Scream. That's you know, I and love. that's how you describe a movie to people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love I love the rip-offs in video stores nowadays. Oh. Like, the, the oh, people yeah. make the exact same movie, but just call it something Transmorpher. Else. Yeah. Like, uh, right, exactly. We want to like, make, we should make Battle a documentary about that. <laughs> yeah. Like, we like, so, do you have a, somebody on the end to a good movie house, and they're like, dude, we're doing Transformers. 
<laughs> awesome, dude. What's your transmorphers? Yeah. It's for like the the dyslexic crowd. That's right. just like, hey, look, honey, it's them transmorphers. Well, dude, you know how many times I heard somebody said like, yeah, the Abraham Lincoln versus zombies movies on video right now, and you're like, wait. It's called Vampire Hunter, and it's in theaters right now. Yeah. Oh! Like, no, dude, oh. this one's got zombies. <laughs> yeah. And they shit them out so fast. You didn't right. yeah, read I, the that's title. Everybody here is like, before the movie's in production, they hear premise, and they yeah, just go Yeah, but that's what... Yeah. We were just talking about this earlier today, Travis and I. It's like, how the fuck do these people, like, where, they hear about it, and they go, that's the one. Hansel and Gretel. That's it. And there's... I was swear to God, I was in Walmart the other day, and they had a movie called Hansel and Gretel. Of course. Then they had the Brothers Grimm's Hansel and Gretel, which was a horror movie. Then you had uh, Hansel and Gretel. It was like uh, witches to witchcraft or something like that. There's a movie with Lara Flynn Boyle called Hansel and Gretel Get Baked. And now in theaters, there's Hansel and Gretel uh, Witch Hunters, which was the one that probably started all this. But still, it's like there's three (laughs) three (laughs) rip-off movies competing for your dollar at Redbox. I've seen, uh, well, uh, Family Video, when uh, The Hobbit came out, there was a movie called The, I want to say it was like The Last Age of Hobbits or something like that. (laughs) Well, then I was on Redbox, and it's the same movie cover, but it's got a different title. I don't even know what the (laughs) title was, but I was just like, what the what? They're just... I would I would have thought that the word Hobbit would be like protected and right. be able to do No, that. why was that Hobbit's just a I mean, look at TSR, uh the guys that make Dungeons and Dragons, they, they took Hobbits. all of Tolkien's el- I mean, elves, dwarves, blah blah blah. I mean, they weren't necessarily created by Tolkien anyway. Yeah, there's like but, a Madison Media Institute commercial where they have orcs. He's like Without going to school, I wouldn't be the leader of the orc army. And I'm just thinking, like, how did they get to do that? Right. Like, they get that license. It's not a Tolkien family. The, yeah, I thought those were before. But I thought Hobbit but he maybe did, was. I mean, he did kind of create orcs. It was after Lord of the Rings. And sure. the way we, like, view... Uh, I mean, it is a lot of what... To- but most, I mean, all Tolkien stuff is... Isn't it pretty much... Shouldn't it be public domain anyway? No, I think the, yeah. the family keeps renewing it. Right. Smart. I don't know. I guess maybe somehow they were just able to. Because I think in TSR they call them halflings, so maybe they don't even oh, call maybe. them hobbits. Yeah, see, right. No, yeah, yeah. Half-lings. So that's how you get around it. I'm wondering then is the cover that you saw with it. It could be illegal. Before it, like a court injunction stopped him, and then they had to change it to the other cover. That I think saw. probably it could be a lot. With it them. does. Like, they'll put it out because they don't care, and then they'll get pulled, and they got to change it and re-release yeah. it to something else. But you think like all this is still skirting like copyright law? Because I mean, you know, the whole idea of putting four Hansel and Gretel movies out but that, is to confuse but that the consumer. Is public. Right. Domain. No, well, yeah, Hansel no, and Gretel. That with, is a public. I mean, still, do you think that the, whoever the studio is who's releasing the Witch Hunters movie would be able to go like, you know, like, no, uh, these guys are clearly but trying to be like, right. but that'd be and like confuse our and take our money because right. that's what it is. It's like we want you to spend your money here on accident, yeah. right? Yeah. You know. I mean, that's what they're after. I mean, why can't they make a? Court but they're case still just using. Right. But, but they only do it with things that are like just a. Like a public idea, like there was one. Morphers. There was one for Thor. Yeah, there's one. For it was like, like God of Thunder. Or something. No, it no, was, it was like the mighty Thor. Thor. Yeah, the right. because yeah, yeah. Thor isn't a Marvel only thing. Right, yeah, Thor yeah. is a freaking <laughs> deity or whatever. You know, right? You can't own that stuff. It's like owning Jesus. You can't be like, nah. <laughs> we make Jesus movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Mickey Mouse. 
The shit ain't Mickey Mouse. I like when Prometheus came out. There was Alien Jesus. Origin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? In the box. Yeah, I remember the font and everything. It looked like, you know, the Alien movies. That's pretty beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> there they go. That is a fun. I think that'd be fun to go to Hollywood and sniff out like, what are we doing, boys? Yep. We're gonna do uh, cowboys and uh, space monsters. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna do. Uh, this one's gonna be a hit next summer. And we're right. gonna be there. We're gonna put it out now. <laughs> what comes out next summer? That's what. That's what it is. You gotta find it out really what is. comes out next summer. We're only gonna shoot for three weeks. <laughs> and then we're gonna, you know, <laughs> fucking yeah. burn it and put it out, you know. So that they probably don't even gotta wait around. They're just like, eh. Yeah, Walmart will carry this. <laughs> yeah, Walmart. Yeah, they'll carry anything. Yeah. Well, for sure. Actually, yeah. I mean, Which I, I do love sometimes. Sometimes I'm like, "There's a new puppet master." Thank you, Walmart. <laughs> How else would I have fucking known? All right. Well, you gotta help me out here because uh, apparently I, I don't go through the Walmart video racks enough. But I'm was walking through it the other day. Was in there, going through. I'm like. Oh my god, it's like everything that they had on their shelf was like a three movie combo pack for like ten bucks. Oh yeah. Like what the, right? Where do you find that anywhere else? Right. I don't, can you find that anywhere yeah, else? Target. Target's yeah. got them, yeah. Or Best Buy. Because usually companies yeah. put together, it's usually the new oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. cinema. I but, but I don't know if they were buy. just making it for Walmart or what. I mean, they got like movies so. in the bin for like $7 and it's a huge stack of shit. And then they got like, just like, whoa, whoa, what can I buy? Yeah. <laughs> you can you find a good one. I came out of there with there. nothing. I bought a Thomas oh. the Tank Engine puzzle for my nephew. Not even oh. the Once Upon a Time in the West in the in the bin in the bin of in no, the bin of desperation. I got, I got the There's got to be one good movie <laughs> yeah. for I five dollars. Like, uh, no Country for Old Men for five bucks in there the other day. I'm like, sweet mine. I just, I just got the the last Starfighter. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they'll do like you know like the Nicolas Cage three pack like. Yeah. The, Nicolas Cage's best movies, and then it's just it's like the Snake Eyes. Well, speaking of Snake Eyes, it was a Phantom Punch. Snake Eyes has that awesome five-minute tracking shot. Snake Eyes is real time. I don't want to. That movie. Let's save it for that. Well, I'm not watching that movie. I'll be sick that night. I put it on my list. Damn it. No, no, I swear to God, I will make you watch every musical I can think of. I've liked them so far. I've liked all the musicals. Really? That's mm. true. Well, if you're Brian De Palma completionist, yeah, or completist, you got to do Snake Eyes, I suppose. Where, what happened to that? Oh, that guy? was Brian De Palma. Yeah. The ripoff artist. Yeah. Wow. Well, he's made some good stuff. Has Phantom he? of the Paradise, Has one of my he? favorite movies. Yeah. The first movie he did. What's he done recently? Uh, he's got a movie coming out with Numi Rapace, Rapace, something like that. Yeah. And. Uh, Crap! Who is the other Fucking girl? Carrie is beautiful. Well, yeah, and it's Carrie's good. Like <laughs> Carrie's good. Femme fatale. What's it called? Is it called femme fatale? I Might don't know. Be. It's. I'd have to look. Sounds it. about right. Sounds familiar. Captain Google's on the case. Look it up. Captain Google. What was it? Was it? Uh, what was the Mars one? Mission to Mars. Was it Mission to Mars? Yeah. yeah. Did I see the. He just rips off shots I with think. Val Kilmer, right? Yeah, yeah. It's all connected. It is. Dude, he made Scarface and The Untouchables, right? Carrie. Dress to Kill. Carrie, yeah. yeah. Fucking Carrie's one of the most beautiful movies ever. Well, I what is The Untouchables ripoff, though? It's uh, 
battleship. Battleship Potemkin, but just in that the Odessa step. That's all yeah. like the Everybody's a oh, rip-off really? artist, though. The yeah. most famous scene of any movie Well, I mean, that was... happened to put it in his Untouchables <laughs> movie. <laughs> that was his deal, yeah. I guess, when he was just starting out, everybody said he was a, you know, rip, ripping off Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah, you always hear yeah. that. He was just the more graphic. Okay, uh, De Palma's new movie is called Passion. It's got Rachel McAdams and Numi Rapace. Hmm. Mm. I don't know who they are. Huh. Rachel oh, really? McAdams? Yeah. Numi Rapace was in uh, Prometheus. She was the girl with the dragon tattoo. The okay. Version. I know who she is now. Wait, Rachel she, McAdams she was, was in Prometheus in too? Yeah. That she was West uh, Craven Shaw. movie. She was the Red main Eye. woman. Oh, really? Yeah. That's wow. Numi Rapace. Oh, yeah. I love her. Yeah. She, she was, she was in, on 30 uh, Rock. Sherlock She's Holmes like one of the only people Shadows. I've ever heard that... Yes. Actually says she would like to play uh, Cheetah on our Chitara on a Thundercast movie. Like, do we know if she was serious? We just joking. <laughs> uh, sure, she was serious. I'd like. To She's see a fun actress. Did you ever see her in uh, the Hot Chick? Is that Rachel McAdams? <laughs> yeah, with right. fucking uh, Ron. Schneider? Oh my gosh, she's <laughs> hilarious in it. She is hilarious in that. Like, I would never watch a Rob Schneider right, movie. Right, I was saying, I won't lie, I skipped that one. Oh my god, don't like actually go just for her performance. Just because she acts like Rob Schneider, you know, they switch yeah, bodies. Yeah, right. So she's hilarious in it. And she's in 30 Rock, or she wasn't just in 30 Rock, what, the past season or two or whatever. She was hilarious in that. She's like The Notebook. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's when you could skip it. And uh, <laughs> the, the uh, uh, Wedding Crashers, did you see yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, see the hot chick just for her performance. The Time Traveler's Wife? Did not see that. Didn't, didn't see it. Did not. Wait, is that Eric Banner? Yep. Eric, uh, Eric yeah, Bannett, yeah, 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 and yeah, I yeah. believe Rachel McAdams. <laughs> I believe you're right. I believe so. I did hear it was good. I didn't see it, though. All right, so looping back around to True Romance, it also occurs to me that Dennis Hopper, not known for uh, playing the nicest guys in right. movies, plays like the world's greatest movie dad. Yeah, he's a pretty good dad. <laughs> right? <laughs> I haven't yeah. seen you for three years. I love you. Yeah. You good. killed a dude? I'm cool with that. <laughs> I mean, he go. He's he was like stern a, about it. He yeah, was a little I mean, like, he, he "Oh, you messed up now, son." Yeah, he's got like. There's two parts to that scene, like before and after he talks to you know whoever his friends back at the force. Yeah. There's the pre part where he like comes off like, "This is the way you expect your dad is going to react." If right. you haven't seen him for three years, you show up and you're married, and and I killed this dude. And then afterwards, you know, he's like, "You did the right thing, and I love you, and like <laughs> your wife is awesome, and." It's just dad. like <laughs> yeah, he says that one line too. He's, he's like, "Well, I talked to that guy. Seems like he was you did the right thing. That guy could have been any good." And your wife tastes like a peach. Yeah, that was fucking weird. <laughs> I gotta say, that she was like it was. I was just like, "Whoa!" He yeah. kisses him twice on the lips. It was just like, um, mm. hmm. Yeah, now, was that supposed to be like the old man fantasy? Was that Quentin Tarantino like? Here you go, here you go, old guys. I gotta believe that was a all Tony men, Scott choice. All men oh, are yeah, irresistible yeah, okay. to the Tarantino. <laughs> good call. Yeah, I think it was a Tony Scott choice. Tony Scott choice. <laughs> That's a good call. That's totally a good call. Yeah, I totally thought there'd be more songs from the '60s if this was a uh, Quentin Tarantino directed movie. I wonder if he writes those into the scripts. He says that he doesn't. Uh, he said something about either he he learned early on that if you put the the song into It'll the never script. End up in it. Because they're immediately like, oh, we want like X number of dollars for it. So you always have to go after like something you don't want in order to get what you do want. It's like negotiations all the time. Right. Yeah. The uh, uh, the scene between Dennis Hopper and Christopher Walken, like I think that that's one of the greatest scenes between any two 
you know, like big time actors that you just put them in the room, right? And they act the hell out of the scene. Yeah, just I, watching their face. I know. I love yeah. watching Christopher Walken. Oh my god, older yeah. Christopher Walken. It's like, oh, it's it's amazing, fantastic. That's definitely probably one of Christopher Walken's best scenes. And it's be, it's it's one of those films like before ever. Christopher yeah. Walken became like a character of himself. You know, right? Christopher yeah. Walken. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, just a joke. Did that, yeah. like, happen right around the time he did that uh, Fat Boy Slim music video where he was dancing? It had to have been around that. I don't know. I thought that gave him, like, a... I'm looking that up as soon as I leave. I thought they gave him a spike. I thought that was, like, a good thing. I yeah, thought no, Batman Returns good. was, like, pretty much his, like, you're done, dude. You're in Batman Returns. Batman? Was, why are you dressed like... Was, or Bruce Wayne? Batman why are you dressed like Batman? Well, I think that was before this. It was, it was <laughs> then he had Pulp Fiction you, after this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Pul- I think Pulp Fiction was even before. I, I think it's whenever like the comics started making fun of him. Like yeah. doing yeah. impressions of him. That was... Right. Because then... It's his damn voice. I think by... What was that film he was in with The Rock and Sean... The Rundown? The Rundown. <laughs> in The Rundown, he was definitely playing a character of himself. Right. And, and he knew it. it. Yeah. Yeah. I remember somewhere back in the mid '90s, it was like Christopher Walken never saw a movie script or a job that he didn't like. I mean, he was in everything that came out like every week. Right. It sure. was like he was in something with what was that? Out of time or whatever with Johnny Depp. There was like something where like you've got an hour to do this, right. and yeah. then like oh, the next yeah. week he was in like things to do in Denver no. with your when you're dead or you know what was that it. Yeah, things to do in Denver when you're dead. Yeah, I mean, it was just like, there was, it just seemed like he was in everything, and this was right around that That's time. probably the time that everybody started making fun of him. Yeah, I just kind of like, yeah. Hey. Oh, he's still doing <laughs> that, right? Is he in uh, Seven? Seven Psychopaths, yeah. Yeah, yeah but so what else is he in, like, right now? I'm well, sure he's out there doing something. There was one movie he was in, in, like, years ago. I don't know time. Pool Hall Junkies? Yeah. He was good in that. I liked that movie. That was good. I liked him in Suicide Kings. Yeah. I liked him in uh, the goddamn Deer Hunter, like that. You know, (laughs) (laughs) I want to see that Christopher Walken again. Like, dude, have you you seen the Dead Zone? I need to see the Dead Zone. Uh, Like that, I swear to God, it's like what a like that and the Deer Hunter are like you. What Christopher Walken has become, you forget like where he started out, Right. right? And like you know. Those two performances, I think, are like, holy shit, that's Christopher Walken. Yeah. During yeah. your s- history of sci-fi, did you get to Communion? No, we didn't get that That's far. a good Christopher Walken movie. Oh, that's right, he's in that yeah. too. Yeah, that's yeah. a good alien movie yeah. and a good Christopher Walken movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's way and, it's r- and it's rare that you can get both of those in one movie. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> right. That's a good alien movie. Yeah. I mean, the, the guy is talented, but I think it's what Colin said. It's just he's taking money. You know, he's he's cashing checks. He's making well, he's whatever he can. I'm sure he's so he's so known. I think he he has this persona now. I mean, when you think of him, it's like well, if I'm gonna, or for a period of time, let's say that he was the guy that you would always cast as the villain, right? I mean, right, you're yeah. making a movie, you need the uh, intimidating guy. You cast Christopher Walken, and now I think like I don't know if he could get that part now. Now no. he's like the the comedic villain. But he's not yeah. the like you know fearsome you know dude because you know his image has kind of I think been diluted. But he's a PG thirteen villain. I mean, when you, when you do Balls of Fury, that's what happens. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, those back in the you know the Dead Zone, uh, maybe Communion, haven't seen it, and uh, Deer Hunter. I mean, it's like a different you know uh, approach, you know, <laughs> yeah. to character. I mean, he's right. like he can be leading man kind of stuff. Actually, I want to say that he said his first. On screen kiss was in Sleepy Hollow. 
<laughs> really? As the headless horseman, he kisses uh, Christina uh, Ricci. No, the, her mother. What was? Yeah, doesn't he bite her lips yeah, off or some shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, doesn't he like really first, kiss her. He just, yeah, right. He doesn't well, seem like that actor would get that many scenes to do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought huh. for sure he kissed Meryl Streep in The Deer Hunter. No, well, I can't even remember. Huh. He claims that the sleepy out. Maybe he was joking. Who knows? <laughs> I, I heard that he just got questioned again for uh, the disappearance. Yeah. yeah, yeah, He was on the boat. He was on the boat, and Robert Ratner he uh, refuses to uh, answer any more questions. He's done talking about that. Ba ba ba. I'm missing out on this. What is this? Natalie Wood was an actress who died right after she made a movie called Brain Scan with Christopher Walken. Right. Anyway, they were out on a boat. She was engaged, I think, to Robert Wagner who was on Heart to Heart way back in the day and was the star right. of Wild Things not too long ago. A movie you should go and see, kids, because that was awesome. Anyway, uh... <laughs> Wait a second. It, indeed, it was. I know a Wild Things that... Are you talking about the Kevin Bacon yes, Wild Things? Yes, I am. Oh, really? Robert <laughs> Wagner was the, I want to say, the lawyer for he was. Denise Richardson's mother's character. Okay, yeah, that yes. is an awesome movie. Okay. But Robert yeah, Wagner yeah, was the other to was? Natalie Wood, Bill and they went out Bill on Murray's a yacht... And Natalie Wood disappeared Did over come the back. Yeah, yeah. yeah, she drowned. Huh. And nobody wants to talk about it? Well, I mean, it was written off as, you know, she accidentally slipped, fell, whatever. Nobody saw it. Right. But they keep on going back to him. Ever. And now they actually say they, yeah, she drowned, but they do believe, you know, it's still not a homicide case, but it's still being, it's, it's not being treated as a missing persons anymore. It's definitely like something happened. So, uh, like I said, that's why they're asking more questions. This was just like a few weeks ago I heard yeah, about it. They keep bringing it up. It seems like in the last like two or three years it's come up like at least twice as like a big deal. Well, it is pretty stupid. You know, if me or you went out on a boat with Brent and Brent didn't come back, Wait a we couldn't. <laughs> Brent's like, what do I die? <laughs> why am I not coming back? Then? I'm just happy to slip all the time. I'm not going on a boat with you guys. That's right. That's, yeah. a, that's the lesson you learn now. Okay, well, so wait. Uh, Gary Oldman yeah. was also yeah. in this movie. Yeah. This is right around, I want to say, a year after Dracula. So this is probably, Dracula was the one that like put him a, as an A-list actor, I want to say. I mean, he's done awesome stuff before that. Like that Dracula? Like, uh, or is that a different one? No, that's, that's a different one. That's Frank Langella. Yeah. Langella, whatever. That's my favorite one. But, yeah, oh. Gary Oldman did the one in 92. So ni- this was 93, so... It was like he hadn't actually hit like leading man status yet, and it was like we could put you in a Quentin Tarantino written movie as Drexel the drug dealer. <laughs> so this guy, right? He's English, playing a guy who thinks that he's black with dreadlocks, and he's got like this crazy makeup. And that was just like when I saw that, I think the music has something to do with it in the theater. That was like the most intimidating performance I think I've ever seen that guy give. It was like, oh, yeah. holy crap, he's just evil. He's yeah. swinging this light. Right yeah, yeah, know, yeah. Like I'm going to pull him. light. It's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I want to know whose idea that was. Because that was awesome. Yeah. I'm going to use this light. Like, it's, uh, yeah. yeah. The whole design of that place was, was great. Yeah, Drexel's, Drexel's lair. Can we talk about Sam Jackson's very, very, uh, let's very talk, small role? Let's talk but about very Sam awesome Jackson. role. <laughs> yeah. That's back when, like, I think 
this may be racist, but I think Sam Jackson was actually blacker in that film than he is now. Like physically, like when you looked at him. <laughs> no, no, he, I, I get what you're saying. He, he he was. He looked black. Well, that's yeah. because now he's on green, like green screen lighting, where this just like, well, we don't know what the scene's actually gonna look like, so we're just gonna blast as much light at these actors as we can, and then whatever. That, so. that scene in True Romance did seem to be way underlit or underexposed or something, but well, you know. But so this was back in like now we're talking like uh, Jurassic Park era Samuel L. Jackson. It's got to be before. That. Hang on to your butts. Yeah, <laughs> Jurassic Park. Ninety-one, ninety-five. What? I'm, I'm gonna, gonna go. go wait, I'm gonna go ninety-three. You know what I'm, I'm saying? Going with, no, I'm going ninety-two. I'm going ninety-three. Here's what it is. Google it here in a second. Google because it's in theaters this year as like the twentieth anniversary, and this would be two thousand and thirteen. Did it release in three D? Yes. Yeah. I was coming soon. I'm gonna go see that. No, 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 no. I'm not much for three D. I think we were talking about that last week. How like the effects still hold up. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like still better than like Harry Potter. Ninety three. Well, a lot of it was practical. I mean, I know there's a lot. Yeah, of, there's yeah. a lot of CG in it, but there's practical dinosaurs and that thing, and that'll hold up for years. Yeah, they un- they just understood even with computers, it's like most sunlight just bounces and bleaches a lot of details out. It wasn't trying to be like, you know, look at this dinosaur. You know, they were just really realistic with how much color bounces off of things. And what'd you find out? 93. 93. Yeah. So this was Sam, uh, Jurassic Park era Samuel L. Jackson. What year was this? 93. Really? Wow. Well, it seems so I'm sure he filmed Jurassic yeah. Park Far beforehand, right? Because of all the special effects that would have been in Jurassic Park? Unknown. It would have had to. Well, Maybe. Not you can't film. I mean, if it takes like two <laughs> years to do special effects, he couldn't have... Uh, yeah, but not the scenes with Sam Jackson. Right. I mean, that was all just in a... Off or you know like a lab somewhere. Yeah, but he's saying maybe the whole movie was shot, you know, like years year. beforehand. Right. Yeah, because they never, you know, you don't know how maybe. long they hold on to these damn things. Or yeah, but there weren't that many computer aided shots in the original. Like we gotta see Park. when they started actually Plus shooting Jurassic I mean, Park. Yeah, so he gets all there, but he was like, right, Spielberg can get some shit done. So we can get it done in five days, which takes everybody else five months. It's true. Very yeah. true. Uh, you find out a lot about Sam Jackson and his. Uh, I guess you could say... His eating habits, you could say. <laughs> <laughs> so you take that personally? Like that was actually <laughs> Sam Jackson's opinion? No, that's Tarantino. He wrote it. He put the words... <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, gonna, to say that Sam Jackson just called an audible and said, you know what, I'm going to give my opinion right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is what I eat. And that, is that, that's the start of their love affair, huh? With, I mean, Sam Jackson and Tarantino. That's it. I mean, he's been in everything Again, else, it, it's, it's curious to see, like, if he saw everybody in this movie, he's like, I yeah. want him, I want him, I want him. Yeah. He yeah. says, uh, I was reading something that said Tarantino never visited the set hmm. of True Romance. Just saw I believe the movie that. then? <laughs> it's like, I'm going to hire these guys. I believe that. <laughs> well, yeah, because, I mean, he was just selling scripts. Right. Well, he was off working on Reservoir Dogs, I want to say. Okay. When this was in production, I think, when this was in production. So... My favorite Quentin Tarantino movie, by the way. Reservoir Dogs? Yeah, I like it. It's a really good one. I I really like Reservoir Dogs. Okay, hold on, hold on. So to qualify that, we need to find out which Quentin Tarantino movies you've seen and what you haven't seen. Well, uh, we've just seen True Romance. Everything but um, Jackie Brown. I haven't seen Jackie Brown. And uh, Natural Born Killers. And I haven't seen Django. 
haven't gone and seen it yet. Oh, you've seen my, what, what, Killers? No, I haven't. Wow. What, am I missing anything in between there? I don't like, think so. Did well, you see From Dust Till Dawn? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. He saw Four Rooms. Yeah, four rooms. All right. Well, that's, that's really good. <laughs> okay. His still, short is the best, oh, isn't it? Well, I don't know. I like don't misbehave. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. a really good one. But it's funny because those two guys. Okay, so sh- uh, four rooms is uh, it's a it's a, like an omnibus uh, short film movie. There's four shorts, all directed by different people who were on the festival circuit or whatever. One Sundance or something. Whoever works right. for Miramax or... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And of those four directors, you know, one of them was Robert Rodriguez and one was Quentin Tarantino and the other two of like, kind of, you know... They, yeah, well, they weren't good stories, really. It's half a good movie. Alexander Rockwell and... Some woman. Yeah, she did a movie called Gas Food Lodging that I really liked. And with Madonna was in it, too, right? Four the Witches. Rooms. She was yeah, in, the Witches yeah, she was in, uh, yeah. in uh, Four Rooms. Right. But, uh, yeah. Of course, then you got, uh, uh, what's his name? The Bellboy. It's interesting how many filmmakers can, like... We were just going around the table talk or well, talking to Sean about what films Quentin Tarantino films he's seen and hasn't seen. You know this because we just listened to it. <laughs> um, it's it's interesting that uh, there's not a lot of filmmakers that you can like name the films that they wrote as like their movies. You know, but like Tarantino, yeah, definitely. his voice comes through. Yeah. yeah. And I would say, like, Kevin Smith would be the same way. If he wrote anything that he didn't direct, I don't know. That's that's a good do, you think, do you think True, Roman- or True Romance is looked more as a Tony Scott movie or a Quentin Tarantino movie? Tarantino, well, I, mean, I think. Yeah, I think just because of the star of Tarantino is brighter. I think, just, you know, that, you know. Yeah, the fact yeah. that even you were saying what movies you saw, and it was a, of Tarantino and True Romance and, and also uh, Natural Born Killers, which is really an Oliver Stone film. Yeah. Right. We were talking about Oliver Stone. Like, yeah. He makes he's Oliver no slouch, Stone right? films. Yeah. Like, yeah. But, you know, but this... But I, I think that's the thing. When he made a Tarantino script, he made an Oliver Stone movie out of it where... Well, I don't know. I mean, I suppose it's not fair to Tony Scott. Yeah, I don't know. It, feel, it does movie. feel like a Quentin Tarantino yeah. movie. Uh, I think Natural Born Killers. I can definitely see it. I never knew it was written by him until a few years ago. Mm. See, I didn't know it was directed by Oliver Stone. Yeah, it was during that, you know, like that JFK, that, yeah. you know, that style that he had. I don't I don't think he still has it so much, but it's like that. Oh, yeah. In you remember face, U-Turn? Multimedia. With Sean Penn? Yeah, okay. It yeah. feels just like that movie. Right. So they had to be, like, right around the same, yeah, same time. There's another one I can't think of. But yeah, it's like the editor on those films. He had to have been smoking that suitcase full of coke <laughs> that was in True Romance because it's insane. It's yeah. yeah, I mean, I remember seeing, you know, when, you know, I guess, I, I mean, I knew who Tarantino was at that time, and so I went to see, you know, Natural Born Killers with kind of more hoping to see the Tarantino right. than the Oliver Stone. But Oliver Stone, you know, just, I don't know, that movie was, I mean, Bizarre. just visually, yeah. I mean, the, the tricks that he pulled with, like, projecting, you know, front projection, rear yeah. projection, you know. Uh, just video, home video, yeah, you know. The, yeah, the, the sitcom bits yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, that was like, like that a guar movie, you know. Have you ever yeah. seen a guar movie? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta see guar movie. Rodney Dangerfield, just like. Yeah. You know. Yeah. 
Just like a subhuman slime. Yeah, yeah I love that really? any yeah. movie. Oh my god. I need to see this movie. Yeah, it's really cut. like jeez. Yeah. Well, how do you unsweeten Ronnie Dangerfield? Yeah. Maybe one of Tommy Lee Jones's best characters and yeah. at the same time one of Robert Downey Jr.'s best yeah. characters. Yeah. Wow. He's a journalist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. He was but, like awesome. all the stuff. Batonga, batonga, batonga. <laughs> in Batongaville. I just <laughs> That's a fucking weird ass movie. <laughs> all the it's stuff almost in like the in the perspective of the killer. I mean it's just as crazy as they are. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it is. Like I, I would have been scared on that set in the prison. Like <laughs> it feels real. Like there's fires going on and there's you know like riots going on all around and you're in, it feels like you're in this actual prison, and it's just like Tommy Lee Jones just walking through you know rambling off like yeah. I think maybe Tommy Lee Jones's character feels like maybe a Tarantino written script mm. more so than some of the other characters. Hmm. Well, I know for that one specifically, I remember I, I said I had to see the script. You know, I went back and read the actual Tarantino script for that. Yeah. Just because I'm like, okay, how much was changed? And there was a significant amount, I think, in the... I want to say, like, the first, like, two-thirds or something like that. Maybe I maybe have that backwards. But there was, like... I mean, because, again, it was one of those, like, out-of-linear, uh, you know, progression. Yeah. And, like, things jumped around. But when you see the actual movie, it's pretty much, like, straight through... Yeah. But yeah, it was it was fairly different to the point where when reading the script, I could see what the Tarantino movie would have looked like. Okay. You know, I could see right. like the we're going to get a camera and go do this, and it's going to be realistic versus the phantasmagorical LSD the LSD soaked. Do you know if Tarantino version was was Tarantino writing these scripts like? Was he hired to write these, or was he in hopes to sell them? He was. I think he was in hopes to. Yeah, he was still working at Video Archives. I would say that's the video store. Okay. In Hollywood or wherever the hell he lived, where he was writing that stuff. Right. So yeah, but yeah, actually, uh, you were saying is uh, True Romance considered more of a Tarantino movie than a Tony Scott movie? I was just thinking it's on the Tarantino box set that just came, you know, Blu-ray box set. That's true. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. As a Tarantino film, where Four Rooms, which he actually did direct, is not there. Natural Born Killers isn't there, and uh, and From Dusk Till Dawn, which he wrote, stars in, and And was shot like co-directed. I mean, no, I don't think he did, but I think I think Rodriguez, like, just you know. Rodriguez shot the first half of, of From Dusk Till Dawn like a Tarantino movie. Right. Oh, I'm yeah, pretty yeah. sure he had it feels input. More, yeah. yeah. I think it just feels more like a you know, Tarantino For script. Sure. And then the second half, once they get to the bar, is the Robert Rodriguez, you know, movie. Oh, yeah, that's my right. favorite vampire movie of all time. Yeah? Oh yeah, that is just brilliant. It's just brilliant. The so, best vampire movie. You know That's right, and there's that connection between Juliet Lewis. With Natural Born Killers. Yeah. And From Dust Till Dawn. Wow. Like some actors. It all stems back to early Tarantino. <laughs> the, the early years. Yes. I like those universal, you know, I can deal with that. I've always liked how Kevin Smith put the same people in the movie. You know, Jason Lee could play three different characters in the VSQ universe. Yeah. You know, I like that. Wasn't there, um, wait, yeah, Vincent Vega... In yeah. Pulp Fiction, he's the brother Vic Vega. Of Vic Vega. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tom Sizemore's in Natural Born Killers. He was in True Romance. Chris Penn's in True Romance. He was in Reservoir Dogs. Oh my God! It's a fucking network of yeah. Yeah, I like how the cop, the cop from the 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 sheriff from From Dusk Till Dawn, is in the Kill Bill movies, 
and uh, as the same character. Yeah, and and he in in Kill Bill he's he says well son son number two or something. Son like number one. This. Yeah, but then in uh, I don't know if it's in it's from Dust Till Dawn. Is it Great House where son number two is? In yeah, he's okay. In yeah, House. Yeah, Death Proof. <laughs> it's like I love that. That just to me that yeah. makes it feel bigger. You know, when you can actually I know that cop. You know, I love that cop. Yeah, yeah. He keeps <laughs> showing up. Earl McGraw, a tall what is it? A tall, a tall drink of cocksucker, a tall <laughs> glass of cocksucker. That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> this tall glass of cocksucker ain't dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah. Yeah. We've got a half an hour left. We want to. All right. Well, should we long? wrap up uh, real quick? I think that Colin, you stumbled on something interesting that I would like to know, like everybody's like you were saying okay Sean did you say what your favorite Tarantino flick was yeah Reservoir Dogs Reservoir Dogs that's right sorry I, I, what's yours Travis I just curious. yeah let's, Ooh, go around, let's go around the table man round it round and round we go I would I mean I guess I if I had if I have to choose it'd be Kill Bill Volume 1 and 2 yeah yeah or at least if I had to choose one of those it'd be Kill Bill 1 wait wait for it Pause. I don't think you have to choose Pause. All right, Sean is now pausing, which <laughs> means he's going upstairs. But from Dust Till Dawn, like I said, it's just a brilliant script. It's fun. It's but technically not a Tarantino movie. Yeah, that's crazy. But like it's I said, and the he's there, and you know, he was there. It's, you know, it's not in the <laughs> twenty years. Of yeah. Wow. Like it, to me, it proved that if, if if Quentin Tarantino was to direct a Batman movie, George Clooney would be an awesome Batman. <laughs> you know, that's what it says to me. That okay. That joke in Desperado was that written by Tarantino? Oh yeah, the joke, I can know? guarantee the Steve Buscemi speech or whatever. Uh, in walks the biggest Mexican I've ever seen. <laughs> biggest shit. <laughs> you guys paused it, right? You didn't. You didn't. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah we, we, right? we told the audience yeah, to hold cool. on a second. Yeah, right. We sat here in silence. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> so, what's your favorite Tarantino movie, Brent? Um, well, you know, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go the opposite of what most people say, and I'm gonna say Jackie Brown. Yeah. Whoa. Huh. Jackie Brown, it, it's something special to me. I don't know why. Like I remember I was all jazzed. That's right, jazzed to <laughs> see it when it first came out. And uh, like everything he does, I think is brilliant. You know, like when I saw Inglorious Bastards, like I remember after seeing that film, driving to the nearest, you know, video store, just I wanted to make sure that I had like all of Tarantino's films. <laughs> I I was a fan before that film, but that was like. Man, I want to watch another Tarantino flick right now. Like, I don't think I had Kill Bill Volume Two, so like, I went straight to the video store and bought it because, like, it's just you know, wh- like when you're in that universe, you want more of it. Yeah, yeah, you're you're familiar with all of his movies. So after seeing a new Tarantino flick, you can go back and keep enjoying that universe. I think so. Long story short, Jackie Brown. <laughs> <laughs> well, my favorite is. Uh, well, see, this is where it gets kind of tricky. I, I think his best movie is Inglorious Bastards. I think that's his best. But, I mean, just for replayability, like the one yeah. I go to right now is Kill Bill Volume 1. I think. That's an amazing movie. Like, I, I, I'm yeah. still I just mad that they haven't edited that them both together. I know. That makes yeah. me so angry. He's been wanting to do that, hasn't he? Like, he, he did it already. Did he do it? What? Yeah, it, it's played. It's called Kill Bill the Whole Bloody. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, 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 yeah. for release. I yeah, don't care I don't about it showing in theaters. I need to own this. There is a print that exists <laughs> yeah. somewhere. Because yeah. I, I just hate, like, putting in another DVD. I mean, I guess it shouldn't matter. Right, <laughs> yeah. Still, 
You know, because that is like the most shocking ending I've ever seen in my life. When you know, does she know her daughter's alive? I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> like I couldn't wait for the next movie. That was probably the one time that I just, yeah. oh, man, it killed me. Like, yeah, I, I, I just couldn't believe what I just watched. Yeah, and then for the end of part two to have the Superman speech, that was special to me yeah. personally. <laughs> How long was it between the two? Wasn't it, it was like nine months? Something? Yeah, it wasn't like, a full year. No. no. Yeah, because I think it made them uh, together. Yeah. 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 But it was like one came out at the at like fall, and the next one came out in like the spring or something, something like, like that, that, I want to say. Yeah. Didn't seem like it was too long, but still too long. Oh, my too God. Long. It was. I don't think I ever had a cliffhanger that killed me so much. It's like that's how every movie that when you know there's going to be a sequel. It's like every single time they make these superhero movies, you know there's going to be a goddamn part two. Why don't you make every single end like this, like, what? Ah, cliffhanger. Because I think they think the best. they think they are. Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah. you get through that first title sequence through the credits, and then it's like, oh, wait, wait, sit down, sit down. And then it's like... It's I always feel sorry for the people that get up and leave. I'm like, no, Sid, you should, you should stay. There's, <laughs> yeah. there's more. Everybody. There's but then, like, Avengers, I was like, who's that? Right. It's like, <laughs> I'm like, that's Thanos. I'm so excited. I don't know who that is. But then it's like, keep waiting. He's there's purple. There's going to be a shawarma place, and they're going to be shawarma, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. eating and not talking. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. <laughs> that's better than the whole movie. That last. I think the only time I well, really liked that great was... Because of the whole movie. And, like, you get all that... That's true. That. Was it Iron Man 2 had the Thor hammer? Yeah. Yep. That was yeah. pretty special. Was that Iron Man 2 or was that Captain America? No, it was Iron Man 2 and it was, we got a situation in New Mexico. Yes, you're right. And it was the Thor hammer. That was sweet. Yeah. But that's not like a I had my yeah, doubts yeah, about that one, movie. but that one was one of my favorites. Thor? Which? Thor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I had my doubts when I heard they were going to make it, but I love that movie. Thor. I like it better than Captain America. Yeah. For sure. Thor's fantastic. Thor's great. That director. Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, dude. Yeah. He did good. Yeah, he did really good. I think the ending could have been a little bigger, because you know, like Avengers, they're like the destroyer or the United. I can't remember what the thing was called the destroyer. Whatever, it destroyed it destroyed a small town. It's like it did not destroy a small town. It like blew up three buildings or something like that. <laughs> you know, it's like I didn't feel like the action was really. It's still a great movie. They had their special effects wrapped up in in. Uh, where is it? Oh, Asgard? Asgard. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, Baha, what? No, it can't be that. No, Asgard. What are, what are those? I was on the edge of my seat. Like, <laughs> 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 What's he going to say? Decide with which mythology it was again. Yeah. For all you who couldn't hear, there was a lot of hand motion going on right there. <laughs> we had no idea what was going on, but it was great. <laughs> I was Any doing my Tom Hanks impression. Yeah. Anything could have come out. Oh yeah, we, we got before we wrap up True Romance. We got to talk about Brad Pitt a little bit more. Yes, because like I think ever since he came on the scene with what was it, Thelma and Louise? That was his first. That you don't see a lot of the hand acting. Um, in the in True Romance, you see a lot of Brad Pitt hand acting. He's a hand actor. You know, you watch his films now, and there's always like. There is. He does. He does. He's got his his specific point that he does and everything. Yeah, man. Seven with the gun. He does. Yeah, seven with the gun. Exactly. (laughs) Fucking what is it? Uh, The Terry Gilliam. uh, Uh, Bruce Willis. uh, I can't think of it. The Twelve Monkeys. Twelve Monkeys. Yeah. Yeah. Twelve Monkeys. Uh, His hand is always either on the side of his head, or it's up in the air. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's it's fantastic. You're right. Wow, I didn't even think of that until now. That Brad Pitt, he's a hand actor. actor. Yeah. What do you do in an interview with the vampire? 
See, you get two Brad Pitts, <laughs> though. Yeah. You get, yeah. Right. you get the rat-eating Brad Pitt, and then you get yeah. the hand-acting mm. You get the, hey, Brad Pitt, come up with your own accent, you know, within, like, in Snatch. Like, that's one Brad Pitt. Yeah. And then you get, like, the more serious, Dude, like, Benjamin seen, uh, Button Brad Pitt. You ever seen uh, California with a K? Yeah. California? Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, you haven't? No. That was only one of his early movies. I don't know if it still holds up. I liked it way back in whatever when it came out. But David Duchovny's in that, too. Yeah, he's which is uh, weird because he's also in Californication. Interesting. Like these California yeah. titles. Yeah. I, I smell... Uh, I always uh, think that's so cheap. It's like you guys couldn't even... You guys fucking live there. And you couldn't put your movie somewhere. You just had to <laughs> have full of yourselves. It's yeah. either cheap, you're cheap or you're full of yourselves. And I think it's a little both. <laughs> and it's Brad Pitt in that too. movie in California plays this like uh, really scummy, uh, like hick serial killer. And, he, and Juliet Lewis is his girlfriend. Yeah. And they're just like the creepiest. I mean, like <laughs> the most realistic like serial killers that you can like. It's believe. reminiscent of Natural Born Killers, just yeah, because it's like well, yeah, they're on a road trip. And it's the same, you know, the same actress, Juliet Lewis, doing yeah, that. I think Cool World's like one of his best movies, just because he play, he's never really played that that noir detective guy, except for in Cool World. I mean, I guess in Seven, he's kind of it's kind of noirish. Was he in a John Waters movie called Shit? No, that was called Johnny. Was not a movie. That was Johnny Depp, right? <laughs> no Cry one Baby? made that movie. Johnny Depp in yeah, that was Shit. Johnny Depp. Cry Baby. <laughs> Cry Baby. Ugh. I was seeing Brad Pitt with a pompadour in uh, Cool World in my mind. That's what made me think. Oh, cool World. That pompadour also, really sticks out. Dude, when his mom dies at the beginning of <laughs> Cool World, pompadour. man, that's acting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah, man. Him. Oh, yeah. So he was the live action. I've seen it. I just can't remember. He was live action <sighs> in the world of animation. Yeah, yeah okay. in the world of animation. He's a detective. His mother dies, and he somehow gets blasted into the animation world. Where he doesn't leave because you just couldn't bear the pain of the real world. Because it's too cool. He's just too That's why it's cool world. world. Does he act with his hands in that one? <laughs> I can't remember. I can't remember. It's no, a good movie. It needs to be on Blu-ray. It needs better color. DVD transfer is horrible. Yeah, DVD. Seriously. DVD sucks. Yeah, once it does suck. I'm like, on a flat screen. <laughs> I get more excited about VHS now of old movies because color on DVD it. sucks. Color sucks. Look VHS at Roger, Who Framed well. Roger Rabbit on DVD. It is like almost a black and white movie. It looks horrible. There's no Ooh, color to the whole movie. Calibrate your television. No. There's a warm, a cool... I have a yeah. like a TV from the night. You don't calibrate nothing. It's got like... <laughs> set the time? <laughs> you turn the dial. <laughs> yeah, what it's on is what it's on. Okay. <laughs> What do you think? I got a calibrated DVD player, but I don't think it's it. It's Let's just say there's tubes involved. All right, so we should wrap up uh, True Romance before we take a break and move on. So, True Romance. Let's start with Travis and we'll go that way. Recommend yay or nay? I completely recommend it, even though I do not really like Christian Bale or uh, Annette or Slater. Yeah, Christian Slater. Slater. Both of them. Fuck them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Christian Slater. I don't she like. She was totally hot. I don't like Christian Slater. I don't like uh, Patricia Arquette, Arquette in that movie. No, don't like Christian her. Slater. I've never liked. Have any you seen Cuffs? Come on, Cuffs. Yeah, Come on. yeah. Cuffs I, is amazing. I did see Cuffs when I was like 11 Who years old when it came Cuffs? out. I do not like Cuffs. I wore that VHS out. What is it? George Cuffs. <laughs> George Cuffs. George yeah. Cuffs. Brilliant. Yeah. 
He yeah, talks to the camera like, but, but, like Zach Morris. Right? He's, or yeah. Ferris Bueller. He's oh, like, yeah. Sorry, this is Travis's wrap-up. Yeah, sorry. sorry it is sorry, my wrap-up. Uh, my final thought. And uh, I guess... I mean, the movie, it's good. The script is really good. It's fun. Um, it's violent. It's bloody violent. It's tense. Uh, it's good. All right. Sean. Okay, back to cuffs. Um, <laughs> this is do it. Get it out now, because this is the only time we're ever talking about cuffs. On this I was just saying, you don't, get, is you don't get many conversations that get cuffs, and so we're gonna get it out. Tell them where your website is. Uh. <laughs> um, I recommend, um, especially if you're uh, a fan of Tarantino, it's a good one to check out, especially just to see his earlier work. Um, I like the story. Um, I recommend it. I like it. It was good. It's a go. It's a, uh, it's a go. Would Give you it buy go. it, or would, would you I just see you know what? it? I, I like these. I like these questions. I, w- I would not buy it. Oh, Ooh. I wouldn't buy it either. I, I, I like it, it, but I wouldn't I like buy it because it. it's I not a Tarantino it. movie. If it was, and thank you for bringing that up because that's a big thing with me. Like how much I like a movie is like rewatchability or going out to buy it. True Romance, nah, don't need to buy it. Every five years, I'll watch it. Maybe every right. five years. Right. But no, I don't need to buy it. Not this one. Hmm. Sean, do you think that Tom would have liked it since you're sitting in his seat? Um, oh, that's a good question. Um, Sean, do you know who Tom is? <laughs> I do. <laughs> okay. I do. I do. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a, a full maybe. And uh, leave it at that. I that's, don't know. I think I had enough gunfire that Tom would have I'm going to commit to the maybe. Yeah. That's safe. Because I don't know. That is safe. All right, so uh, I'm going to go with I, I did buy it. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually owned this movie now. I think I had it on LaserDisc. I had it on DVD. And Whoa. Now, now Blue. Do you have the soundtrack? I have the soundtrack album. Oh, my I think God, I have, really? I may have the soundtrack album on... Cassette tape. Wow. Uh, maybe. I'll like the Hans Zimmer that. score? Or no, just it's mostly whatever. all the songs, and I think then there's the, the, the score is just called You're So Cool, I think. I do kind of like that theme. Yeah. That theme throughout the movie. I think it worked for the movie. Yeah, it's sort of like a counterpoint to what's going on right. in the movie. Right, I, I like that. I did like I it in some it. scenes. Yeah. yeah. I just like, I like Quentin Tarantino's oldies choices. Right. I'm a big yeah. oldies fan, and that guy, he, I... I get I buy Quentin Tarantino soundtracks. Yeah. I even had the From Dust Till Dawn soundtrack. I get their soundtrack. Oh, yeah, I got them all. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, but okay, is that? Uh, I well, yeah, I mean, it, so it, yeah, I mean, it it supplies the the Tarantino rush that I guess is what I have come to expect from him. I mean, he creates these like cinematic, you know, candy or something. <laughs> I don't know. It's like it's like just a sugar rush. Uh, which I didn't get with Django, but uh, you know, yeah, I don't know what happened there. There's something what? I, have to, I have to analyze. Django this was a it was a black exploitation movie instead of being a western, yeah. and only like westerns have that real serious like. You know, in a western, you know that one that one shot in your gun is important. But in Django, it was like, eh, hey, bullets are just like, bah, 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 you know. Yeah, but it just didn't hit the awesome. Like the, it didn't tip the scale to awesome in my book. And it also, it was the first, I think, like truly, completely linear, Tarantino story that he directed himself and wrote. I mean, like it doesn't flash back and you know zip around. It's like from beginning to end, bam. Well, Sean hasn't seen it, so I'm not going to say too much about yeah. it. But oh, uh, I haven't seen it. Yet. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Sorry. No, it's all right. But Candyland didn't like blow your mind. No. At any point, 
No, I mean, don't get me wrong. Whoa. I like the movie. I mean, again, I think, you know, most of the stuff that he does, I'm going to say everything that he's done, I think I would say is better than most other people's best work, you know? But I I don't know. I'm still on the fence with that one. i got to see it again or something, because, yeah, there's something about that movie just didn't strike me as, like, yeah, I mean, right now I'm I'm considering it not being one of his <laughs> yeah. weaker movies, it was, but I gotta uh, see it again. Yeah, I know. It's I like see it, it had a dramatic story, but the action wasn't dramatic. It was just there. Yeah, it was just it well, was violent, know, but it that, wasn't cinematically violent. Right. Or the other it wasn't thing that like, I was wondering is uh, with this one was the first movie. Django's the first movie that wasn't edited by Sally Menke because she that's died true. tragically like two years ago or whatever. So it's the first movie without his mm. regular editor. And I hear I'm people like, have complained about that. that much of a difference? I mean, can, a, can an editor, you know... Did she do Glorious oh, yeah. Bastards? She did everything. Everything yeah. he's ever done was edited by her, yeah. except for this one. And it's like... Yeah, it can, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I wonder. Maybe I she's know. the one that wasn't afraid to be like, nah, dude. It's like, you should do this. <laughs> it doesn't make fucking sense, yeah. Trust me, it's better when it's like yeah. this. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't, don't know. That oh, no, I believe that made an impact. Uh, I haven't seen the movie, but I'm sure it made an impact well, in some way. It does yeah. feel different, but... Uh, but as far as true romance goes, that's uh, a uh, all thumbs up, you know. Yeah, all of them. Great, great movie. Toast yeah, too. all thumbs up here too. Uh, the thing about true romance and all of Tarantino's flicks is that, like, I mean, he can get me into a scene where, like, you know, they they talk about the willing suspension of disbelief, and I'm there, like, yeah. you know, like everything else goes black. Like, I don't have a peripheral of anything else going on in the real world because like he just builds these scenes that are just brilliant and a couple there's a couple of them in true romance one we talked about obviously with the interrogation light with with uh uh uh, drexel drexel thank you and then also um the end with the uh, Mexican standoff mexican shootout also if i may permit where he's talking on the phone to lee that whole conversation I thought was great. Where they're equating the drug deal to a, a movie deal. Oh, well, that, 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 that is great. <laughs> yeah. That is yeah. great. By the Bronson way. Pinchot's yeah. blowing it, and he's like, "Oh, just I'll take it yeah, over." No, and that <laughs> that was written spectacular. I yeah. love that. Yeah, and that's really cool. I mean, that you're you know commenting on that after seeing it for the first time because that stuff you know after you know the story sometimes you kind of gloss over some of that those you know unique little small things that he puts into the film that makes his films a Tarantino right because I think why those are so successful is like that is what you're thinking subconsciously like all day long all day long you're like why did they do it like this in this movie or why did they whatever then you're sitting down to watch his movies and his characters are thinking little shit about the same thing about whatever Madonna song about a scene of movie the the fucking scene the one where I was like I was convinced that he was like he, you know, his manipulation of your thought process while you're watching his movie is like so complete. Was Kill Bill Volume One in the House of Blue Leaves? He's got that guy wandering around, and you're like, "What the? That guy looks like is that like Charlie, Charlie Brown? Brown?" Yeah. And it's like five minutes later, somebody's like, "Hey, who do you look like? You look like Charlie Brown." And you're like, "Oh my god!" I was just thinking. I mean, it was like, "What the hell just happened?" Exactly. <laughs> Oh man, there's a scene in uh, Amazing Spider-Man that got cut out because it was it was a Spider-Man joke. I thought it was a great joke because he calls the lizard Goomba. You know? Oh really? Yeah, and it is so because I mean it just really? points That's out amazing. the fact that the lizard looks so much like a Goomba from the Mario Brothers. Movie. All right, like, I yeah. feel I feel 
ten different shades different about that movie that they acknowledge that. You know, it's like I kind of wish it would have been in the movie. It would have been so funny, but it makes any, fun of right. their character design. Anybody who's seen like Super Mario Brothers is like, oh my god, come on, really? Yeah. Yeah, it's such a funny joke. How do they cut that? I mean, they probably just didn't want to poke fun because I mean, right. superhero movies always poke much. fun at themselves. Yeah. They're always like, "Hey, you look look at your stupid costume!" Ha ha ha! Even though it's like they're trying to make these movies for fans, but they're also poking fun at us because we like stupid costume movies. Right. <laughs> so I mean, well, just because it maybe doesn't translate awesome when you see a guy wearing yellow spandex. It does translate. Aw- I was just reading a, a ya- the some reporter on Yahoo who's like. There's a new Man of Steel movie. No red underwear. <laughs> it's like so they purposely got got rid of his red underwear, thinking that this was one of the things that made people not buy into it. But then, as soon as this this whatever reporter gets away, I mean, even though Superman in the comics has no underwear for like the past year, this guy's just like, where's the red underwear? It's it's like I don't think people are that bothered. People know what superheroes look like. No one's ever been like, why is he dressed like a bat? No, because you're seeing fucking Batman. Right. That's one. <laughs> End of question. You know? You're right. You know what you're getting into when you go see Batman. Yeah. Yeah. If you're seeing Thor, no, you're not going to be like, why are you wearing your father's drape? No, he's fucking fucking hammer so Thor. Huge. He's a goddamn <laughs> god of thunder. You should be like, happy he's not wearing your face. <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you don't point out what's... So, so, yeah, it was a great joke, but, yeah, you can't point out how Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, as much as they'd like to make that joke, that, I mean, that kind of like, then you're not taking their villain seriously if that joke stays in. So they kind of have to cut that out. But, yeah, but that's a great joke. I'm glad that scene exists. It almost would have like made somebody like made them rethink. Like, shit, should we like re like think his design? Or <laughs> one of the best jokes I think in uh, the Avengers is the Gallagher gag. You know, that man's playing Gallagher. Gallagher? Oh, Gallagher. Yeah, he's Gallagher. playing Gallagher. Yeah. <laughs> not, not the guy that hits oh, watermelon. Oh, right. I know. If you listen to the commentary, like, that was an improv from Robert Downey Jr. Really? Right. Oh. Had nothing to do with anything. And then once they heard the joke, they went back in and put Gallagher on the screen. Like, it wasn't oh. planned out until he made the joke. Wow. That's one of the That's best awesome. jokes. That's yeah. a great joke. Yeah, I haven't yeah. listened to the audio commentary on Avengers. Listen to it. Joss Whedon doing that. It's great. Oh, oh Cameron in the Woods was an awesome commentary. Yeah, yeah. It was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that really was good. Oh, I like <laughs> and who saves the world? The pothead. <laughs> Did it have is it his cameraman or his producer that talks like this? That was the director. Yeah, right. Oh, that's the director. Oh yeah, he kind of goes in and out of my thing like this and I goes back. Yeah. He did uh, wait, Cloverfield. Was it, was it Matt Reeves? Drew Goddard. I'm sorry. Drew Goddard. Drew Goddard. Yeah, Drew Goddard. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Drew Goddard yeah. who directed that I can't believe you made fun of the way the guy spoke. On our podcast, you made fun of his. It was so, like, I was watching, like, or listening to the commentary, and it's so hard to follow because he's talking like this. Let me talk to you. He starts to play out. He loses his breath. He's very excitable. It's like a weird thing. It's definitely because, I mean, it goes the whole commentary. Just, then I get down. I'm fine now. But that commentary yes. made so me hate Joss Whedon because he's like, yeah, we wrote it over a weekend. We're good. I'm like, yeah, I no, hate you, bastard. Joss Whedon. Yeah. yeah, son of a bitch. But what I did appreciate was the amount of thought that went into, like, the the basement. Okay, we're talking about Cabin in the yeah, Woods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cabin in the Woods, commentary. <laughs> the, uh, the, base, the thought that went into the basement and what went the thought that went into all that end sequence. Mm-hmm. Because when I first saw it, I'm like, 
well, okay, the special effects guys like got to go crazy and design all this shit and put it in there. But it's like, no, it they actually wrote it. Yeah, but the, the fact that the guys who wrote it wrote all that stuff in there, I mean, like, those are hardcore fucking fanboys to, like, do all that stuff right? and think all that stuff out. It's like, this is where we really want our movie to be. You know, is right well, here. Well, I'm sure when they were doing Buffy, that's every single episode. Yeah, they're like, true. this yeah. episode is our version of the this. Yeah. You know, every single episode. So that's 190 something episodes of just yeah, this kind of monster <laughs> you saw in this movie or this kind of you know. Right. Guys are brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant monster making guys. Yeah, that's one of those ideas you wish you had first. Yeah, like, I'm surprised it actually came to you know because I fucking hated the movie Buffy the Vampire Slayer the movie oh, the original movie. Yeah, no, no, I was talking about Cabin in the Woods. Oh, yeah, <laughs> every scene, but um, but what's his name? Um, Luke Perry. Paul Rubens. Paul Rubens. No. Death. Well, the death. After Jesus the, uh, Christ, you're the second person who's like said what the. We were just talking about this. It's amazing. It was a, a cult phenomenon. It was my favorite thing yeah. ever. It was a credit scene. It's in the trailer. <sighs> so <laughs> shall we say Seth MacFarlane uh, stole that for the Family Guy? It the sure seems like the, it. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Uh, Paul Rubin, you're a genius. <laughs> I don't care what they say yeah. about you, bud. No. Wait, Pee Wee Herman? Touch yourself all you yep. man. Yeah. Love you. Ah! <laughs> Paul Rubin, he's the man. <laughs> over a weekend, <laughs> mate. So, so we're saying that over a weekend, Joss Whedon and uh, Drew Goddard, Drew Goddard, they mm-hmm. transformed the meaning of the genre of slasher flick, the subgenre. Uh, they didn't transform; they just wrapped it in a bow and showed you everything it consists of in such a way that it was like. Um, yeah, but I mean, like, it's such a present to horror the, fans. Yeah, it's yeah. the. I mean, yeah. you figure. I, for some reason, I was thinking of it in like in you know framed in an educational kind of thing where it's like everybody's turning in projects and like these guys came up with like the master thesis right. of the genre. It's like we're gonna. This is what it. Why it works. This is we're taking it apart. We're deconstructing it, reconstructing it, and you know, I mean, it's like this is just. Amazing, right? Yeah, you know? yeah. It's a meta meta movie. It, it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I will say though that the rewatchability on it, not so much. Really, I I don't find like I saw it once. I understood everything that they were doing. Yeah, I got it. I watched the commentary. I don't have an urge to go back and like because there's too much actually in the cabin <laughs> ahead of time. Where it's yeah. like, uh, okay, but like I got everything they were saying. Like I understood what they were doing. I saw mm. it all. I'm like, oh, this is amazing. Hmm. I don't want to revisit it. I don't know why. Like, I, like after a while, I'm sure I will. How many times did you see it? Uh, I've seen it uh, two, three, like four times, counting a commentary run. Well, still, that's so you've had yeah four times like pretty close <laughs> yeah. together. You're like I'm good for like five years. Right. Yeah. yeah I watched <laughs> I'm it probably like, for a while. As soon as I bought it, I probably watched it three times. Yeah. At what point did you freeze frame the dry erase board? Right. Yeah. As soon as, soon as I got on TV, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just checking. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Angry molesting tree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Angry yeah. molesting tree. Now you were close. It was redneck zombie family. <laughs> yep. <laughs> zombies are zombies. not the same as a uh, torture zombie family. Yeah. 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 I, was, I was I was sad that they didn't have any, what I think is the Merman. modern day our modern day villain Merman. is the torture doctors. You gotta be kidding me. <laughs> torture, torture doctors. doctors. That is like right, our yeah. our generation's horror movie is yeah. hostile. The yeah. whole torture. Soft. That's, that'd be a good name for a band, Torture Docs. <laughs> <laughs> the Torture Docs. <laughs> uh, 
I like it. I know, isn't it? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, that movie's brilliant. Mm. Well, crap! So, yeah, I, mean, well, I guess I that know. kind of mm. takes it right to the end. Then uh, we'll have to save Oscar yeah. talk for another episode. Oh. When the hell are the Oscar? Oscars? I don't even think They're I saw anything. February, February something. We can do. We can do real quick. All Oscar right. talk. There. I kind of actually. It's interesting that we say wait, this because in true romance, I completely if, uh, agree with him. Where he's like, Oscars are just the bullshit the that Oscars it's not even like worth like looking at. This is asking well, Siri. All right. Best picture. Anybody? I mean. Does anybody know oh, who's been nominated? Like, series series yeah. should know, right? Siri's not going to give us anything. <laughs> yeah, let's deal with it next week. Yeah. We only <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think we'll probably have right. to. Siri, you just bite full like, I mean, I got this. Because what's this Matt Damon movie about fracking? What? This Matt Damon movie about the evils of fracking. Matt Damon moves to some town. Oh, They're Promised gonna... Land? Oh. That is freaking propaganda, right? That Wait, is pro- his last that movie is, that was is We Bought a Zoo. <laughs> we Bought a Zoo. That is propaganda. <laughs> because it's supposed to get you against fracking, where this woman on Kickstarter, you know, it's all... Fracking is like the evil of the EPA right now. It's how you get natural gas and, oh, it could poison your water or whatever. This woman on Kickstarter raised money so she could make a, a documentary called Frack Nation that, like, disproves all the negative stuff that everybody's saying about it, you know? So now it's an information war. Yeah, but, I mean, some of that stuff, I don't know. We want information to get it, war. It's not necessarily propaganda if you believe it and want to make a movie about it. Then you're just making a movie about it. That doesn't mean that it's, like, sanctioned, you know... Well, we got two minutes. Let's yeah. You're, you're two using... Minute, two minute wrap up, two wait, we're doing a wrap-up. Okay, right. so uh, we've got email. Now, you out there can talk to us. That's right. You can become as famous as us if we read your emails on our podcast. We're at Saturday Night Freak Show at Yahoo.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at Sat Freak Show. And find us on the World Wide Web at Saturday Night Freak Show dot blogspot. Dot com. Do it. Uh, next week, whose pick is it? It's Go there now. It's wait, Tom's. It's Tom's pick. So we have the no island. idea. Have no, no it's the island. Right, right, right. Michael oh, Craig, you you want? Peter Benchley. Really watching the island? Yeah. Peter not, Benchley. Not the yeah, 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 Michael Benchley. Bailey. Yeah. Okay, Benchley, good. Peter Benchley. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, not Michael <laughs> Bailey. We're going with pirates. Like a modern-day pirate movie. Okay. From if the modern day well, was 1980. But it should be like... My brother actually is the one that uh, gave me a quick review on it, saying that at the time, a lot of critics didn't like it because they're like, ah, you know, it won. It won a couple golden rounds. It's like it's a bunch of you know, it's a bunch of like toothless hillbilly pirates. But the story is like kids that that were kind of. I think they. I don't know if they were kids of pirates, but they got stranded on some island. They just never left. So. You know, it is a really realistic depiction of what these, like, crazy island, like, hillbilly pirate guys would be like. Right, yeah. You know, it's not I don't think any of us is, none of us have seen it, I don't think, including Tom. So this should be, <laughs> this should be very interesting. This should be inter- an interesting podcast. That's right, kids. You can go out, hunt this movie down, and watch it, and join in the conversation with us next week. That's right, and thanks to Sean for filling in for Tom. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. This was fun. I, uh, good. I enjoyed That's this. That's all we ask, that you have fun. Oh, no, it was good. And watch a movie. We have ten seconds. And eat food. It's over. Ten, Last thoughts. Nine, eight. Oh, that's <laughs> Five, four, all right. We're actually going to finish two. this on time. Yep. All right. Yeah. Bye, everybody. Kaboom. See you later. Thank you. I just want to talk to you guys for a second about...